Welcome to Game That Poo! What is going on, everybody? It is Game That Tune back in the house once again. It's your boy John Harrington here, and I am not hosting the show tonight, so I'm throwing it over to John Regan. This is your boy John Regan here, hosting tonight. Why am I hosting tonight? Because this is our August Absurdity Absurdinale. That sounds way better when I type it than when I say it out loud. This you is didn't our- clear that with me. <laughs> <laughs> This is our finale of the August Absurdity Championship. Tonight we have going head-to-head. John Harrington. John, say what's up. Hey, I already introduced myself. And going up against him is Jesse. Jesse, say what's up. What's up? And joining us this week, fresh back from the hostel after some mysterious circumstances, is David Fleming. David. What? You okay there, buddy? Wait, wait. Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, David. I'm, I'm sorry. I had I had to get lowered into my chair after getting hit mysteriously by a car in the parking garage. <laughs> yeah, um, unfortunately, last week David uh, was on his way into the Game of Thrones studios when a car ran over in the parking garage, knocking him out of uh, the tournament. And so yeah, I mysteriously, unfortunately. So fuck you, John. <laughs> so I, as the king, had to step in for David, and I lost. So we now have John, who won against me, and Jesse, who won against me, going for the championship tonight. Jesse, do you have uh, anything you'd like to say to John? Oh, well, uh, I'm going to take you back to a very deciding point in my life. A time when I believed in something. A time when I thought my face and my name made a difference. Do you remember that night, John Harrington? Because it's embedded in my skull. It's embedded in my heart. And it's embedded in every nightmare that I've ever had. As David Fleming took a broken bottle and began slicing and dicing Jesse Moore, the pain was so much that I'll be honest with you, John, The pain was so much that I wanted to quit. I wanted to say, David Fleming, I give up. I wave the flag. I'm a coward. Please don't cut me anymore. But then I saw my saving grace, you see. I looked out in the audience, my adoring crowd, and I saw two simple words that changed my life. Kane Betsy. Somebody had taken the time and effort and thought to make a sign that said Kane Betsy. And I saw other people around as every moment of my life stopped and focused in on that sign. And the pain that shot through my body became a distant memory replaced by pain that will be embedded in my skull till my dying day. Kane Betsy. Kane Betsy. Betsy Moore is a seven-year-old girl, you sick sons of bitches! 
You don't expect me to be bitter, John. When you open your heart, when you open your soul and it gets shit on, it tends to make Jesse a very mean boy. And so I'm saying to you, before I take these aggressions out on you, to look at your future and realize the hardcore life is a lie. That these letters behind me are a blatant lie. That those fans who sit there and say, he's hardcore, he's hardcore, he's hardcore, wouldn't piss on you if you were on fire, you selfish son of a bitch. But I want you to understand, John, though he's hurt you time and time again, deep in his heart, Johnny wants you to understand that the hatred I have in here is not for you. No, no, far removed. You see, John, I'm not doing this because I hate you. I love you, man. I only want the best for you. But when I hear that Legacy Music Hour called up your number and you said no thank you, well, it makes my blood run cold. As cold as that night in the GTT arena. And so, I've got a moral obligation, you see, John? I'm on a path of righteousness, and righteous men wield a lot of power. So if you, I've got to drag you by your face to that telephone, call and dial collect and say, Hello, Brent. It's me, Jesse. And though I know I've burned my bridge and I'll never be taken back with open arms, I've got a podcaster who would gladly trade in his GTT shirt for a pair of green suspenders. And John, just think of that sound in your ear when Uncle Brent says, Welcome home, John Harrington. Welcome home. I love being right. Bang, bang! Goddamn. <laughs> a lot of strong words directly to me. I'm not used to that. Do you have a rebuttal to this? Well, Johnny, it's funny you should ask. Mine's not so much directed to Jesse. I hold no ill will towards Jesse. After my defeat last August, I dedicated my every waking hour to training for this moment. My body nearly gave out on me. Listening to BGM at 450 times the Earth's gravity should have crushed me. <laughs> it seemed like the only thing holding my body together was my one desire. To be better than all of you. At times I thought I was losing my mind. Why couldn't I obtain what David and Johnny had obtained? It didn't make sense. It was infuriating, and it was my fury that kept me alive. I decided to continue my training in the solitude of space, where I would be unhindered by the distractions of the Earth. And when a violent electrical storm had erupted in the skies of the planet I was on, I welcomed it. It seemed fitting, like it was an outward manifestation of the storm that was raging inside of me. Every time I reach a new level of strength, a greater power appears to challenge my absurdity. It's as if fate is laughing at me with its big, stupid grin, just like Johnny. Whole podcast fan groups once trembled at the sound of my name. But you didn't, did you, Johnny? And in your hands, your common hands, my honor and my pride, the foundations upon which I have always stood, began to crumble at my feet. It was at your hands that I suffered my greatest humiliation. Toppled by a piece of low-level trash. <laughs> Imagine my added shame when it was you and not me who avenged our people by hitting David with that car. I will not be distracted from this anymore. I won't. 
It will take more than Sega games to stop me. You may have invaded my mind and my body, but there's one thing a game that Tuna always keeps. His pride. The game that Toon Prince will not fall again. Nothing will stand in my way. Okay, oh my so if you're just tuning in this week, well, we like to do a game that Toon is uh, playing, pick some themes, play some games from that theme. The other guys try to guess the game and have a lot of fun. I forgot to say that earlier, so I'm shoehorning that in now. Let's uh, <laughs> let's start the show. Game <laughs> one. to read with just one eye. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry <interview>. David. <laughs> In an interview with programmer Matsato Masuda, he explained the game's U.S. popularity, stating, quote, According to Famitsu, it was the number one game over there for about two months. second hint that may help if you need it no johnny i know because your trivia is always like this game starring sonic the hedgehog is the third in the series no like, i no. this game introduced the phrase a winner is you god damn it john does it god damn it, does that really give it away yes son of a bitch well 
shit. Oh. Hopefully you've already written it down. <laughs> I have not. So I'll be nice and not stall out and get my typing fingers going. <laughs> Maybe gift Jesse a first game. Alright, Jesse says Wrecking Crew and John says Renegade. These are both incorrect. This is pro wrestling for the NES. What? That's that's where I've heard that song. Fuck. Yeah, I'm surprised. Jesse, I thought you would have picked this up right away. Actually, I kind of thought both of you would have picked this up right away. I thought both of you had played this. Yeah, but it, no. it's not that great, and I just kind of not want to think about it, because there are so many better wrestling games. Like, yes. fun wrestling. But how many other wrestling games have the creature from the Black Lagoon? Um, is, that, is that really a thing? More, th more than you think, actually. I mean, <laughs> technically, it's not the creature from the Black Lagoon. It's the Amazon. Amazon but it's it's the fucking fish guy from Creature right. from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, Japanese licensing wink is implied. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, no, I didn't know that was in this. I, you know. Uh, no, I totally missed Pro Wrestling for the NES, even though I know it's available on the Switch NES online service, yes? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had a little, like, VGM uh, podcast Olympics going for a while there, and I dropped out due to lack of participation before we ever got to Pro Wrestling, so still haven't played it. <laughs> um, so how is it, Jesse? You're the big wrestling guy. What do you think? Um, like, it's very bottom tier wrestling game. No way! <laughs> um, like, there's a couple, like, cool, like, things, like, little touches, like, they have, like, the announcers in the background, which is cool. Um, it's really, like, they don't, like, I guess you need a manual or something, because they don't give you any kind of clue as to what the buttons do. Um, well, there's only two buttons. Yeah, but, like, for whatever reason, sometimes they do different things, and, like, you don't know when it's going to do those things. Like, you'll be fighting the the opponent, and the opponent's doing, like, three, four, five different kind of moves, while all you're relegated to is a punch and a kick, and you're like, how the <laughs> fuck is this dude suplexing me and over the ropes and then doing a freaking wonton over the top rope? Well, all I can do is punch, kick, and lose. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's how I felt playing most wrestling games. <laughs> um, I mean, to be fair, it's a it's a wrestling game. It was released in Japan in 86. It came out in America in 87. I believe it's part of the NES, like, action series. So if, if you think of, like, it's a wrestling game the same way that Urban Champion is a fighting game. Like, <laughs> technically, yes. But, you know, I think I would rather play pro wrestling than Urban Champion. I don't think I anybody mean, has ever desired to play Urban Champion in the history of, like, human existence. I, I really don't think Nintendo has figured out that no one ever wanted to play that game. Like, What about all. 3D, John? 3D on your 3DS! Oh my yeah. god, seven ninety nine. do it now! <laughs> and you can do the little slider, and you, oh, you can see the buildings and the men. Oh, it's, uh, no. I would rather get hit by a car than play Urban <laughs> Champion. And well, I hey. know, because I've been done by both. I, uh, I know from experience, I've played Urban Champion and been hit by a car, and i tell you which one I'd prefer to do again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry, David. Uh, you, know, you are not an Urban Champion. Um, did, they make, <laughs> did 
Do they make a 3D Classics Pro Wrestling? That seems like that could have been fun. No, that would have been no, better. They should have. Yeah, like I don't, you know, I don't know the format for this, but it seems like you know, there's things that you can add dimensions to, like a wrestling ring and multiple people and a crowd. Like it, it seems like the kind of thing that would actually be kind of cool with some depth, but still a dog shit NES game under the, you know, under the surface. So a, a dog shit game with some depth. At the very least, you would have expected them to add, like, the pro wrestling ring as a stage in Smash Brothers, or have, like, the Starman as an assist trophy to kind of, like, run out and suplex somebody. Wait, there's a the Starman is in this? The guy from... Wait, the thing from Mother or the star from Mario? Neither. It is a masked wrestler from Mexico who wears, like, a full facial mask with a star on it. Hmm. I, he's a luchador. Oh, is that what those are called? Oh, I'm just so not in on all this wrestling stuff, Jesse. This is some, some real inside uh, inside wrestling talk here. Uh, <laughs> luchador, you say? <laughs> I'll smarten you up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a real mark for these things, but I am no smart mark. Um, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it, I'm looking at pictures of it now. It, it doesn't look good, but it seems like <laughs> it, it could be fun, and I like the names of the characters. I mean, you know. The USA representatives, Giant Panther and King Slender. I mean, <laughs> those are some champions right there. Like, is Giant Panther just King from Tekken, but, you know, 1987 style? Maybe he's his dad or something. Yes. It is specifically 1980s King, so on top of his Jaguar mask is a giant poofy wig. Yes. I mean, you know, Tiger Mask is a famous Japanese wrestler and it's been a different person throughout the years. And so I'm like, it's like, I don't know, throw Tiger Mask in there. It's like, we need somebody from the USA. Hey, make Tiger Mask a Panther and make him for the USA. Fuck it, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really want to work very hard on this. This game isn't going to be fun. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there are only, I think, six characters? Yes, you know, the Korean guy, Ken Corn Karn. <laughs> um... I don't know if that's a translation issue or something. I play the Japanese you know, guy. Ken Karn? Ken Corn Karn? I mean, that's, you know, it's like Fin Fang Foom. Is it a giant dragon? That'd be kind of cool. Sadly, um, no. Yeah, do you ever get to wrestle a giant dragon in this game? Because that seems like a Japanese wrestling just mainstay. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> I mean, you do get to wrestle the creature from the Black Lagoon. I can't stress that point enough. Yeah, I mean, it's good, but... It's not dragon good. Yeah. <laughs> Fire me the dragon. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I can see why people would go for this if it's the only wrestling game available back in 1987. But, like, weren't there, like, other wrestling games by now? Had WWF put out a game yet? Like, you know, I like that you guys chose pro wrestling for the NES when, like, a WWF game, I believe, with a David Wise soundtrack exists for the NES. <laughs> and oh, shit. Like, Are you serious? Hey, let's go pro wrestling. Oh man! (laughs) (laughs) Well, good good thinking. (laughs) But I don't know, man. What a what a game. Well, well, we kind of thought like, oh, like it's it's the finals. Jesse and John going head to head. We should get a wrestling game. But what's the like most fuck them over wrestling game we could choose? Right. Well, you found it. (laughs) Yeah, you did. (laughs) Mission accomplished, guys. Yeah. uh, Cool, that worked out great, and I'm not in charge of the show, so I can't direct us to go to the next game, but fuck this John, game. John, next game. All right. Game two.
So, this is the sixth game in this series, and the third game to star a different main character. So, who's got those guesses? I actually have an answer that I was feeling very confident about until that trivia. <laughs> All right, let's see those answers. So, uh, Jesse Moore says Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Sadly, incorrect. John Harrington says Demon's Crest, which is correct. <laughs> Sweet. Point on the board for John technically the sixth game in the Ghost and Goblin series, and the right. third game where you can play as Firebrand. Yes. I, see, I was going to say, like, uh, sixth game in the what? Like, Gargoyle's Quest series, which I know is a spinoff of, uh, you know, the Ghost and Goblin series, but, like, uh, I'm sure yeah. it, it sounded enough like Demon's Crest. So I was pretty sure this is what it was. <laughs> so, so yeah, there was Ghosts and Goblins, Ghouls and Ghosts, Gargoyles Quest, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Gargoyles Quest 2, and then Demon's Crest. Demon's Crest, yes. Yeah, and I figured just going on, you know, being you picking the game, I assume, because uh, Johnny's never picked uh, anything remotely Castlevania sounding in his life. No. Uh, and, you know, your uh, penchant for Capcom... Uh, and uh, how fun it is to play as the firebrand that, uh, yeah, it, 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 we haven't used Demon's Crest yet. I almost, uh, that's the other thing. I recognize the music because I almost used this on the show before. Like, this game's cool, man. <laughs> well, it was one of those things where it's like, hmm, like looking at games to choose and everything. It's like, well, we could just play nothing but Sega games. Like, no, we got to do something for John. We need a Super Nintendo game. What's a really good Super Nintendo game we haven't used? Right. Oh, yeah, Demon's Quest. That's yeah. a thing. It or Demon's is. Crest, excuse me. Demon's Quest. Demon's Quest Wait. 64. Yes, there it is. That's the game <laughs> oh. we should have used. Quest yeah. 64 is a Demon's Crest. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, but uh, you know, I uh, I was going to use this on the show at some point, and I hadn't played it in a long time. And uh, so I you know, uh, bought it perfectly legally and put it in my SNES and played it for a little while. And, uh, you know, had an immediate buyer's remorse because this game's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fun and it's cool, 
But it's, you know, for some reason I was thinking like, oh yeah, I, I, yeah I'll just be able to pick up the controller. I know what the Firebrand does. I know exactly, like, the mechanics of this game. I'll be able to just hop right in and start breathing fire and laughing at things. And no, that's not the case. You have to fight a giant dragon first, and the, like, flying mechanics aren't very intuitive, and I, uh, I don't really remember much about how to play this game, so I got frustrated and had to return it to my local retro game store for a full refund. I like how you're saying it's like, yeah, I decided to pick up this game in the Ghosts and Goblins series, but it turned out difficult. Right. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute, John. You don't say. No, I just, I remember, you know, uh, it just, uh, like, a, I, I had some kind of weird, like, uh, memory lapse where it's like, yeah, like, Firebrand will basically just be as intuitive as he was in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Like, you hold up to fly and, I don't know, just pester things. And, uh, you know, a button probably shoots a fireball, another button for a claw slash. I'm sure there's a button to just turn yourself invincible. If you mash all the SNES buttons, you get your X Factor. So, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, uh, I figured I knew the, my way around it. I was wrong. I, I don't understand. Why am I fighting a giant zombie dragon? I should yeah. be fighting Magneto. Right, exactly. Where are all the Sentinels? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Uh, they should make a Marvel vs. Capcom side-scrolling adventure game starring whoever you want. Like Hell yeah. You know, that would actually be really fucking cool. <laughs> actually, no. They should just introduce a new mutant into the X-Men comics named Firebrand, right. who's literally just a winged demon. Yeah. <laughs> so They've done Stranger <laughs> Things in the X-Men comics. I was going to say, yeah, that's not like, <laughs> so I almost feel like there might be someone kind of like that. Um, I mean, I yeah. suppose um, Azazel, but I don't think he breathes fire and he just teleports instead of flies, so. That's also cool, though. Yeah, he's the, like, demonic Nightcrawler from X-Men First Class, right? He's, uh, yeah, he's Nightcrawler's father. Nice. Uh, yep, and uh, and that's uh, the last we ever saw him. Uh, fucking X-Men First Rest Class. Rest in peace, my friend. Yeah, man. You know, it's a pretty punk-ass move, though, to get killed by Kevin Bacon. Um... But, uh, That's how yeah. I want to go out. Hey, he was in The Wizard. <laughs> Is Hazel or Kevin Bacon? <laughs> Wait, no. What? I get, I, 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 sometimes, for whatever reason, I get him mixed up with Christian Slater, and I don't know why. Because <laughs> there are Again, slightly Again, Kevin Bacon actors. or Azazel? <laughs> Bacon. Was that Azazel that was in Heathers? <laughs> you know, God, I'm all fucked up. <laughs> uh... Uh, See, for a second, I thought you were confusing the wizard with Liz little monsters. Like, no, one movie has Fred Savage going to California. The other has him teaming up with a demon. Now, you, you know, it would be kind of fun, though. Uh, demon's Fred Crest. Fred Savage in X-Men? Demon's yes. Crest, but Christian Slater. <laughs> like, Slater's Crest. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'll play I mean, that. You know, he was couldn't in Star you Trek. Couldn't you see Christian Slater with some red makeup on playing the firebrand at some point in his career? Like, he's got kind of a pointy face. It would have worked. <laughs> like, That's what we need. We need to make a remake of Demon's Crest, but for the SNES using Mortal Kombat style digitized graphics, and it's just Christian Slater in red face paint. <laughs> I don't know if that's allowed anymore, David. Yeah. <laughs> red face? Hey. <laughs> Oh, man, yeah, the, the indigenous uh, demons, they don't take kindly to that. <laughs> um, but anyway, we should Demon's move Crest. to a different topic immediately. <laughs> Demon's Crest is very good, and I need to let's, uh, let's go read. Let's discuss re demon appropriation. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I need to go rebuy this game and play it completely legally and actually play it to completion at some point because it's it's fun. It's like you kind of I don't know if it's like RPG shit or if you just kind of build up your skills over time. <laughs> but like well, it's, it, a, it's like an action platformer, but it does contain RPG elements. So you yeah. can. Because uh, you're collecting uh, six different magical stones, uh, which give different abilities. So, like, the the worlds are pretty expansive and the levels are pretty, um, like, exploration-based. But yeah. then you can come back to them like, oh, I can't get up that. Let me get the, like, flying ability and then I'll come back and shoot up there and get to that area and that kind of thing. I like it. I need to play it again. Because, yeah, I mean, Firebrand's a fun character. And if I knew how to control him properly, I think I would have had a lot more fun. But I didn't give myself time to learn. <laughs> I was just like, eh, yeah. I'm an adult now. I don't have time for this shit. I gotta, you know, feed my baby. Son of a bitch. Life gets in the way of Demon's Crest. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a cool game. It's uh, so like it's an SNES exclusive and you know one of those few Firebrand games. I mean, why didn't this guy just get like more series going forward? Like, you know, he should have been Capcom's Deadpool, quite frankly. He should have just kept on popping up and annoying people in various other games. He's just a fun little character. He's just a little stinker, this guy. Okay, I see what you were going with, because at first I was like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Demon's Crest really breaks the fourth wall a lot. He, yeah. loves, he loves chimichangas. Yeah. Um, you can tell that Firebrand really knows he's in a video game. <laughs> breaks so, the fourth wall constantly. So yeah. are we casting Christian Slater or Ryan Reynolds? Like, who Ooh. is playing our Firebrand? That's actually a very good question. If it was, you know, if it was 1993 or whatever, Christian Slater. But now, yeah, got to give it to Reynolds, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great. Be a handsome and hilarious Firebrand. <laughs> or maybe we need Ryan Reynolds voicing Firebrand in a new Demon's Crest game featuring Christian Slater playing a separate demon, Cable. Yes. Ooh. Uh, Detective Firebrand featuring Cable. Oh man. Yes. <laughs> It's really I would play that on issue. Switch. Yeah, I would. <laughs> it's perfect for Switch. Oh, God. Christian Slater's perfect for Switch. Let's yeah. get him on there sometime. Oh, God, like a what Mr. A... Robot cable situation? Ooh. Oh, yeah, see. I was avoiding talking about Mr. Robot. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, so. man. Anyway, Firebrand's not in Mr. Robot. <laughs> I was going to say, Johnny's excited about talking about something, so let's move to Game 3. Yeah! <laughs> game 3.
guys who's got some uh, answers or guesses. see here we've got uh is that, is that fortnite street fortune, fortune street? street fortune, fortune street. street from john hankton is incorrect and just just yeah, weird God. was that weird something i was trying to write weird japanese board game video oh okay so it's just your weird japanese board which is incorrect though i would play that game this is dokapon kingdom for the playstation 2 and the later re-release for the wii this is a fan request from frequent weird Wait requester Dell. Dell. Oh, okay. There we have it. <laughs> that explains so so much. So um, yeah, it's a it's a party game similar to Mario Party. You have a board, move around, you do things. Uh, apparently, Del. there are there is a mode where you can just play for like an hour, you know, with your friends. But right. you can also participate in an RPG style mode where it takes. I assume several weeks to beat the game with your friends coming over, you know, a couple times a week to play like half hour, four and a half minutes at a time, something like that. Wow. And it's been described uh, in all the reviews I saw as a friendship destroyer. Um, oh, really? Like more, all party games. Yeah, more so than Mario Party. Apparently this one gets pretty, like you can really fuck each other over. Uh, in what ways? Um, that's a, oh, god damn it, that's a pretty good question, because everybody just said Friendship Destroyer, but none of the reviews went into detail into why it's a Friendship Destroyer, they just kept calling it that. Uh, I mean, I get it. It's, it's just implied to all party games, really. Yeah. But, like, so what's interesting is it has, um, it doesn't have, like, mini games. It says it's got kind of a rock, paper, scissors style battle mode. Uh, oh, oh yeah. great. <laughs> And then well, that's, yeah, that's just always going to generate fun is rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that's that's how, like, the friendships get destroyed. is because you get into a battle and it's rock, paper, scissors, but RPG version. Yeah, but, like, you know how in Mario Party you could, like, maybe use a train to send players back to the start, you know, on the Western land? Uh, this one, I think you can, like, go, go out and actually try to attack players and send them back to the start that way. Oh, uh, Jesus. It'd really, really fuck them over. I like it. I mean, that's fascinating and terrifying because, yeah, I, I get the feeling I would not do well with this game. Like, I, you know, I didn't do well with Mario Party, guys. Like, you guys, you guys know personally, I, I didn't, it didn't go well for me. So, like, a game where you can actually like move around the board and fucking hurt people and like send them back to start instead of just like calling them over for a friendly hootenanny or like steal their their boo coins or something. Like, ooh, man, that's uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, would, I like. I would get heated. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, Johnny, but I'm about to. I I take issue with what you just said, John, about how you didn't do well in Mario Party. Because I seem to remember you winning every single Mario Party by fucking over everyone you played with. Yes, I, I meant, I'm sorry, I should clarify. Socially, I didn't do well in Mario Party. <laughs> I oh, had great, okay, su that makes great success at the game. <laughs> but no, in terms of friendships and ruining things... Uh, that was me, baby. <laughs> like yes, the old, uh, I, 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 I promise not to fuck you over. Immediately pay 20 coins to fuck you over. <laughs> That's the best. Yep. It's, uh, it was the game I like to play, baby. <laughs> I 
distinctly remember times in Mario Party. It's like, come on, like, don't steal a star from me. I, I worked so hard for that. I'm not going to steal a star from you. It's like, yeah, you're right. You're not on the board. I'll, I'll let you get this star. And then the next time you get to boot, it's like, yeah, steal David's star. Yeah, steal David's star, like, man? without question. Why, you, know, you can't stop him. Like, <laughs> you have no choice in this matter. I'm sorry, David. I have to be that superstar. So, yes, in this, I assume you have to be that Dokapon. Yeah, uh, the goal of this game, if, if I read this right, is that there's a king and he's looking for somebody to marry his daughter, the princess. Uh, okay, now that's a motivation I can get behind. <laughs> and he's going to marry her off to whoever gets the most money. Gave her the old Dokapon. So your, your goal is to make as much money as you can. Uh, and you can make money by doing things like liberating towns or taking over the town. I wasn't quite sure on what you're doing on that one. I think part of <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can liberate cities. You can like because it's got RPG elements. It has like leveling up and powering up moves and things like that. You can yeah. um, unlike Mario Party where you have to follow a route, you can just kind of like you still roll or you spin a spinner to choose how many spaces you want to go, but then you can go in whatever direction you want. Uh, right. so it's not like not like Mario Party like that. Hmm. Intriguing. Yeah. Very intriguing, because yeah, I mean, I like board games. Uh, you know, I, I liked. Uh, I think I was the only person that liked uh, like Smash Tour on uh, fucking what's called uh, Smash Brothers for Wii U. I like. Yeah, uh, I like. I like a good yeah, open-ended cool. board game with uh, some fun fuck-over elements. So, yeah, it seems like this would be up my alley. Uh, I highly doubt I would have played this though. I mean, I didn't realize uh, it even existed for one, and then. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny, too. it came out for Wii, but it also came out for PlayStation 2 in 2008. Yes. That's crazy. Like, yeah. I know, I mean, I was going to wow. say, why bother? But, like, yes, <laughs> uh, you know, 100 million people still owned a PlayStation 2, even though they had been <laughs> brushed aside. <laughs> like, uh, nobody was busting their PS2 out to put in Dokapon Kingdom in 2008. But, uh, man, you know, what a... What a game. Good yeah, soundtrack, though. I, I like it, that. It looks, as you would say, John, it looks charming. It looks like, uh, you know, because you got the whole little, like, medieval-style characters that you're playing as. You know, you're running around a board, liberating towns. Uh, I assume there's, like, cute animals everywhere. Uh, there's, like, cute monsters, I think, that you can fight. Um, Even cuter. Yeah. You can fight each other. You get to save a princess. You don't get some poon, I assume. And, uh, you know, it's, uh... What? Really? You're just going to throw that out there? Like, that's something we all agreed to? Like, oh, yeah, Johnny can say, get some poon. That's a perfectly <laughs> fine thing to say. <laughs> well, and also, it's like, yeah, the game is very charming, and you play as these cute RPG heroes, and you fight cute little monsters. Then you get pussy. And, yeah. you know, it's a very cute world. Like, wait, no. One of right. these is not like the other. So at what? I feel like... Say, my... <laughs> at least say Dokapoon. But if you play oh. The Witcher, I mean... I, I just watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and they used the word poon at one point in that movie, and it really just stuck in my head, and I want to use it all the time. <laughs> That's the story oh, there. Thanks, Such Quentin. Deliciously dated slang. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, Dokapon Kingdom. A fun time for all. Getting poon. You know, I have... I have many questions about Johnny and Poon, and I'm not going to ask them because we're going to move on to game four. Yeah, you don't want to ask those questions, man. Oh, well, man. because, like, oh, I saw this movie, so now I want to say Poon. It's like, is that what... Johnny, game four. Game four.
So, multiple fan-written songs have been added into later updates and ports of this game. So, John Harrington says Doom 3, sadly incorrect. Jesse Moore says Bendy and the Ink Machine, which is correct. This what is now? <laughs> Bendy and the Ink Machine. John, this is a indie horror game, so I'm guessing this is like top of your list to play. Oh, yeah. Totally know about that Bendy. The uh, little green guy with the uh, clay and the horse. No, he's um, a straw. No, you're That's thinking, Gumby. You're thinking of Gumby. Damn it. Um, and it's nobody else from Gumby? It's not uh, Pokey? Or, uh, <laughs> no, uh, Bendy uh, is not Pokey. Yeah, okay. please, Wait. please name all the Gumby yeah. characters that's, you know. That's all I want to see. Uh, the Blackheads. Um, oh. I think Goo. Maybe, I was going to uh, say, I, th I thought the only characters were Gumby, Pokey, and the Blockheads. Uh, there's, no. there's, a blue, there's a blue Goo, and there's a, a yellow dinosaur whose name I can't remember. I feel like it's like Cracko or something, but I could be wrong. So, anyway. Um, I watched anyway, some Gumby. No. Damn it. <laughs> no, uh, none of those are in Bendy and the Ink Machine. Um Jesse, have you played Bendy? So I haven't played this game, but I know uh, I know about it because my daughter watch, has watched videos of people play it. And so 
that's my exposure to Bendy and the Ink Machine. Bendy and the Ink Machine. Um, it's a first-person like adventure puzzle game, but it's also a horror game. Uh, I have purchased it. I have not started playing it yet, just because I didn't want the Switch notification to pop up and give anybody any kind of hint this week. But I'm very excited to play it, because it's broken up into multiple chapters, and it's basically about this old animator who gets called back to his studio, and the story gets played back in sort of like a Bioshock way, or uh, Metroid Prime, where you find, like, audio recording tapes to listen to and that's how it gives you the story but you're exploring this old antique animation studio after your after your boss and your friend like created an ink machine to create like all of these animated characters because the whole style of the game is based on that 1930s like Disney Fleischer Warner Brothers rubber hose animation style so all of the monsters in this game are like half 1930s cute cartoon and then half like dripping ink monstrosity eldritch horror things. So as you explore the studio, the entire game is in like a sepia tone. Everything is in like tans and blacks. So it has a really unique visual style. Um, And obviously the music, atmospheric and creepy, but also there's those like jaunty, happy, old-timey cartoon sounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. No, it was just um, this collar, man. This neck brace. Uh, Free yourself, David. It's all right. You 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 can overcome this injury, and keep uh, talking about this horrifying game. So it's you solve puzzles, you go around, you explore, and then you occasionally fight monsters. Um, and as you do, you use basically like whatever you can find. Uh, I know you get a wrench. I think eventually you get like a Tommy gun kind of sticking to that like 30s theme but you're basically just exploring this old animation studio and like finding out what happened um i don't know specifically what happened because i haven't started playing it yet but i am very excited to start playing this game and from what i'm to understand there are jump scares but there aren't too many and they're not super bad it's not like you know five nights at freddy's where every time you turn a quarter something is jumping out at you so It's much more like exploration and kind of learning what happens. That's cool. I'm not interested in this in the slightest. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. It's not for me, man. I just... Oh, these games that are played to, you know, by fucking YouTubers for, like, jump scare reactions and all that shit. Just... Nope. Well, and that's like... I. When the game was... When I first learned about this game, it's like, what? Oh, it's some, like... Oh, I just want to, like... This is how I got a thousand subscribers on YouTube with me screaming. It's like, whatever, I don't care. And then I actually looked at the game. It's like, wait, that's... Oh, this game's about, like, a 30s animation studio. Now I'm listening. Yeah. Do go on. Yeah. <laughs> now you've got David's attention. But uh, can you keep it? Um, yeah, I don't know. Sounds cool-ish. Just not in any way up my alley. <laughs> like, I'm glad it's partially in your alley. It's a it's a game that I've I've been wanting to like really get into and it's a game I've wanted to put on the show and talk about um and somebody who shall remain nameless was like, "Oh, we need another game for the show. Hey, let's get an indie game. Something hard." So, um yeah, Bendy and the Ink Machine just kind of came up naturally. Now, when you say nameless, 
was John passing the work off to you again? Like, John, uh, did you pick any of the games tonight? I, I did. I picked I picked three of them, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like David's been reading the trivia for a lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Did you three? Because I feel like I picked three and we had a fan request. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Cool. That's, some Scott, that's some Scott Steiner math right there, guys. Ooh, Johnny. <laughs> I mean, I know we discussed pro wrestling and, like, came to a consensus together, but, uh, yeah, there's there's four other games, one of which is a fan request, yeah. and I picked two of them. Math checks out. Johnny yeah. do his work. I did. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway. I'm going to move um, us on to game five. Hey, yeah, he's Ooh. still a host. <laughs> Game guys so this game came out on two consoles uh but the two versions are really three months apart uh so they shared seven playable characters then each had five exclusive playable characters
All right, guys, let's uh, see some answers. Ooh, Jesse and John both say WWF Royal Rumble, which is correct. John gets an extra point one points for saying that it was for the Genesis. No, I Wait, think that was, that was a given. <laughs> well, given the trivia. Uh, and then your fucking you know, music selection there. It, it became very clear that you chose the Genesis version. Because, yes, I've played WWF Royal Rumble. I don't want to say extensively, but a lot more than most other wrestling games. Uh, my next-door neighbor owned this, and we played it frequently. And, yes, the Genesis version, for some reason, was the only one with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know why they were like, yeah, let's put, you know, let's spread our stars out and, like, you know, separate them across the games. It's like, you telling me you know, I can play as Hogan, but I can't play as Ric Flair in this game? Like, what the fuck? Like, come on, man. I'm not going to buy two copies of a game. It's 1993. I ain't got that kind of money. Like, yeah. Man, I would much rather play as Ric Flair. Jeez. Yeah, Ric Flair's dope. But he's uh, he's trapped on the SNES, not the version yeah. that anybody played. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Johnny, they... tell us all, all your favorite memories of Royal Rumble. Oh, man. Well, I love the rumbling. Because uh, this was the game that introduced rumble controls to video games. <laughs> Fun fact. That's <laughs> really... <laughs> So we're telling lies tonight. <laughs> Force feedback in your Genesis controllers. Right. <laughs> no, so, I mean, it probably paired pretty well with the Sega Activator, which was like an early Force feedback system, but anyways. <laughs> it did not. There's no <laughs> chance it worked well with that. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing worked well with it because it didn't work. <laughs> Can uh, you imagine trying to do wrestling moves inside of an Activator when you're like eight years old and just getting... Really, really frustrated. <laughs> when I was a kid, I wanted one of those things so bad. Ugh, what a mess. I was an idiot. <laughs> uh, what fools we were. Like thinking Hulk Hogan was cool when we were kids. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What a take that hasn't aged well. <laughs> well like, let me yeah. tell you something, brother. <laughs> I was See, sitting I'm... there jamming out to Hulk Hogan's theme just now, and I'm like, mm, wait, we can't really do this yeah. anymore, can we? Fuck. I do believe uh, this was the first WWF game that let you grab chairs from outside the ring. Uh, and it introduced like a grapple meter when you're in the middle of grappling. Yeah, yeah I like you it. You gotta man. mash that button. Dude, oh there God. was such mashing going on. <laughs> you gotta fucking, you'll break your fucking fingers. <laughs> yeah. And it introduced uh, illegal moves where you can knock out the ref and then perform illegal tactics like choking yeah. and I think eye gouging or something like that. Yep. <laughs> Dick grabbing, <laughs> nut busting, something. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Ass well, yeah, stomping. <laughs> I'm gonna bust this nut all over this ring. <laughs> Whoa! That's not <laughs> wrestling at all. <laughs> it, it, this game definitely came out before the ESRB existed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, you know, it was cool. I don't remember. If there was anything that allowed a Sega Genesis to play with more than two players. There was. Um, oh, okay. But not for this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, me and me and my next-door neighbor, Dane, played this a lot because uh, at some point in his life, he was just handed a Genesis, you know, with, like, a fucking Winn-Dixie grocery bag full of games. And this was one of them. He was like, man, this game's fun as shit. Like, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's cool because you can have six guys in the ring. 
but it's uh, it's then you just controlling two of them. So like you know, it'd be it'd be like a little team uh, teamwork thing between me and him. Like we'd be uh, you know fighting all the other guys, throwing them out, and then you know it kind of turns into like Mario Party at that point. Like I don't want to throw you out, but like you shouldn't throw me out. And, like uh, okay, then we start wailing on each other. You know, it's a uh, real real head games at the end of the rumble. <laughs> but it's yeah. uh, it's a lot of fun. Man. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I, so there, the, the final game for uh, Super Nintendo Genesis, which was WWF Raw, that let you play with the multi-tap and have, you know, like four-player matches. Okay. Dumb. And there was a sequel to this for Sega CD called um, WWF Rage in the Cage, and that had all the player, all the um, characters from both versions. Both versions. Yeah. Fuck oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the problem. It was on Sega CD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Finally, I can have a match between fucking Papa Shango and, uh, you know, Yokozuna. But I got to buy a Sega CD? Oh, hell. <laughs> like, nobody's going to do that. But So, uh, David, who's your favorite wrestler that's featured in WWF Royal Rumble for the Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo? Either one. God damn it, why am I playing the Johnny role? Andre the Giant. Oh, I'm so He's sorry, David. Not I in think this. he was I think he was dead by then, so they Yeah. He was not in the game. I mean that's, this is that's a game, bad I mean, taste, you're asking David. me you're asking me a question about a sixteen bit wrestling game. Nothing could possibly be more in my wheelhouse. Yeah, exactly. You know, just uh, think of wrestlers that weren't dead and uh you know, you pretty much got it. But <laughs> oh, Dell coming in with the big what was the name of this game? Picture Royal Rumble. Okay. You know, David, you do an impression of a wrestler. It's the easiest one to pick. No, oh, <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage. Yes, <laughs> yeah. he was in both versions, and he's fucking dope. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah, David. Let us all go around the horn and do some Macho Man work. Johnny, give us your Macho Man. Or you Are you ready to get in the ring with me, the owl bone saw? <laughs> Good try. God, I wish I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that impression really didn't do it for Jesse. <laughs> uh. I, uh, Johnny, I believe what you were trying to say is, who's ready to get into the ring? Bone saw is ready. Hell yeah. Really good. <laughs> That's that's a classic fucking line. Johnny, you really could have just followed back on the old Snap into a Slim Jim! Oh, like, son of a bitch. Why not? <laughs> oh, yeah. You fool. <laughs> Trying to pull a bone saw quote. Yeah, uh, I'm so glad no one tried to do Yokozuna. Nope. I know better than that. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Um, Jesse, who the fuck is Papa Shango? Um... I mean, I'm trying to. I, I think uh, he's the guy who turned into a uh, Godfather. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. So he was uh, Papa Shango first, and then you know he changed his gimmick to a pimp, and then um, he changed his gimmick from that to the Good Father, which was like a pimp, but he didn't pimp hoes anymore, and he was anti-pimping. The Good Father. Really, really into censorship. <laughs> his and character is that he was a loving father. 
Oh, you God. Know, okay, yeah. John, I think you're looking up characters in this game, which makes you want to go. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I just remember nope. Papa Shango. And okay. Like, you know, it's like, I remember scrolling through. It's like, all right, you know, Macho Man, IRS, Papa Shango. <laughs> like, whom? <laughs> I don't watch enough wrestling to know who the fuck that guy is. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So I just remember being confused because it's like, you know. Like it's, I, got, I don't remember if he had like a jungle gimmick, but or like a voodoo thing. It's like voodoo, yeah, or yeah. witch doctor type thing. See, that's a good gimmick. That I feel like that needs to make a comeback. There needs to be more magic in wrestling these days, you Let's know. See, um, well, Finn Balor can turn into a demon. He, yeah, the demon. Um, I like that. Uh, Bray Wyatt can turn into the fiend. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, <laughs> you don't like the fiend? Oh my god, he's the best. Is that just where he walks on his hands? No, 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 no! It's this new thing where, uh, first of all, he's like got his own like children's show called like the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, it's but then like he does out. like he does like really creepy stuff, and then like he'll show up with this crazy looking like evil like demon clown mask, Dope. and like he'll fuck up people. Okay, um, I thought it was just him doing like a spider walk for some reason. No, no, no. Which he used to just be like an Appalachian me. cult leader. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> There need to be more cult leaders in wrestling. <laughs> so, Ooh. Uh, wrestling's great. It is. It's a lot well, of fun. <laughs> I like to move into our lightning round that we prepare for tonight. Yes. <gasps> lightning round! So our final game was WWF Royal Rumble. I prepared a list of about 30 wrestlers. Oh, Jesus. Some of which were in WWF Royal Rumble and some of which weren't. We're just going to go through and I'm going to give you a wrestling and you tell me if they're in WWF Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble for either the Sega Genesis or Super Nintendo. So is this going to be like a 30-point lightning round? <laughs> no, this is going to be a sun-death lightning round. First to get one wrong, loses. Oh, no. That's how I like to run my lightning rounds. <laughs> I hit. All right. No, go ahead. No, David, David, do you have thoughts? Yeah, um, I sent you a message saying, do we have a lightning round? Because I have a single question elimination oh. lightning round. <laughs> and then you decided to do this. I did, I did not see that. So we can do yours instead I like, if you want. I like this one better. I like this one better. <laughs> I was going to say, I like this one pretty good. I don't feel like I'm going to get one of these wrong. <laughs> oh, no. All right, well, so I'm going to flip a coin. And uh, Jesse, you're going to go first. Oh, shit. Bret Hart, was he in WWF Royal Rumble? Yes. Correct. All right, John, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Of course not. Okay. Jesse, The Undertaker. Yes. John, Shawn Michaels. Yes. All right, Jesse, Mr. Perfect. Uh, yes. All right, John, The Rock. No. Correct. Jesse, Mick yeah. Foley. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, John, the Ultimate Warrior. No. All right. Jesse, Triple H. No. John, Axe. No. Jesse, Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase? Yeah. Yes. All right, John. Uh, Road, Road Warrior Animal. No. Jesse, Razor Ramon. 
Yes. All right. Uh, John, crush. No. Incorrect. Crush was in this game. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> no. Calculating computer activated. Unbelievable. Computers. Beeps. Beeps. What? Oh my god. Oh my god. I don't believe it. That's David Fleming's reason. That's David. What the fuck is this? He's got a briefcase. He's cashing in the money at the bank. No! He's cashing in! He's cashing oh, in! Oh, fuck. Oh, this is some bullshit right here. David's cashing in the money in the bank! Me, John! <laughs> oh, my God. David Fleming is cashing in his GTT money in the bank briefcase for the right to challenge for the August Absurdity title at any time. Oh my god. God damn it. Forgot that was on the table. So, uh, the, rule, the contract states that David is allowed to challenge at any time in a best of three August Absurdity bonus round. So, uh, this, ladies and gentlemen, will be a August Absurdity Championship bonus round. <laughs>
Hurricanes. What new mechanic in this game allows the player to recharge their energy faster? sucks to suddenly be out of the competition and relegated back to the host chair, but, you know, c'est la vie in the world of GTT. So let's see what you guys got. Uh, Jesse Moore says Mighty Number no. 9, which is sadly incorrect, but on the right track. And David says Axiom Verge, which is also incorrect. No, this is a recent game from uh, the studio that brought you... Uh, I think they brought you Mighty Number no. 9. Maybe I'm wrong about that. This is Blaster oh. Master Zero Two. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was hoping maybe those tunes sounded a little blastery mastery. Maybe it would And I remember thinking, we did Blaster Master Zero, so yeah. fuck. <laughs> but you didn't do Blaster Master Zero Two, my man. Uh, what a new and unexpected entry in the Blaster Master series. A game that many people are actually calling the best Blaster Master game. <laughs> Um, yeah, Zero was awesome. Yeah. Haven't there only been three Blaster Master games? No. Oh, no. no oh, okay. Many, many Blaster Master games. None of them very good uh, up until Blaster Master Zero and now Zero Two. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I don't remember all the sequels, but I know they were attempting to like build on that because it's got a great fucking name, Blaster Master. You'd think, you know, people look people look back at the NES and that's like uh, the name that you know it's one of the ones they remember, like Blaster Master. Yeah, I remember that fucking game. It's hard, and uh, you know. They should uh, keep that series going. And they tried. But I'm glad they uh, kind of got it on the right track now. Uh, Jesse, have you gotten a chance to play this yet? Oh, not yet. Dang. I thought maybe also David would have, because you know, it's, uh, it's one of them nindies, baby. I have not yet, no. Yeah. Damn. Johnny, you own a 3DS. You uh, fucking nindies loving motherfucker. Yeah, it did. It, uh, oh, okay. it did. Um, I love I love the fucking the reveal of this. They uh, revealed it on like a Nindies showcase and true to form with Nintendo. It's like yeah, hey check it out, it's Blaster Master Zero Two. You know, a fucking awesome updated sequel that you didn't know you wanted, and it's out right now. Like <laughs> it's out later today. <laughs> so, I love when they do that. Just oh by the way, play it now. Right. New game. Yeah, go. <laughs> Just they fold up their newspaper and start reading like. <laughs> You're the Japanese man. Go play the game. We'll, we'll wait here to announce the next Nindy. Go download it right now. Um, and then you go to try, and you can't because their servers have crashed. Good. Oh, lordy, lordy. No. <laughs> yeah, I do not care for attempting to download things when other people want them on Nintendo services. Um, but That's yeah, I've... I've just resigned to the fact that I'm going to download Banjo and Kazooie and Smash like a week after they're released. Yeah. I'm not even gonna bother. Yeah, man. You know, fucking Smash DLC is like that goddamn Popeye's chicken sandwich. Just don't even bother. <laughs> like, <laughs> the line Topical. is down the block, man. I had that sandwich. It was worth the wait. It was fantastic. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, uh, Blaster Master Zero Two maybe as good as the new Popeye's chicken sandwich. Um, tough to say. Kind of an odd comparison to make. Um, you know, one's a delicious, thick uh, chicken breast with a spicy breading and a Cajun mayonnaise, and the other is a cool, updated sequel and a, you know, unexpectedly good entry in a, in a series. So, you know, it's cool. It's got uh, you know, you're traveling around to like different planets. I guess the tank now flies through space. I don't of know. Of course. There's a bunch of level varieties. Hey. Wow. <laughs> He's on it, man. That's absurd. Um, Do you still get to play as different characters, or are you relegated to just the one? Uh, who is just the one? Um, uh, well, I say that because, like, I know Blaster Master Zero, they had, like, a bunch of their indie friends. Like, you could play as, I believe, Gunvolt and Shantae and Shovel Knight. Like, oh, okay, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know anything about DLC. I'm not sure if that's a thing yet, but I know that it's got the characters from the previous game, Jason and Eve. Okay. I guess they have a new tank. It's still called Sophia something like Gaia Sophia. Um, so yeah, it's uh, traveling around to different planets and doing cool shit. Uh, there's a cool. Are you still? Go for are it. you still chasing the frog? Apparently, the frog is still in the cast. I don't know if he's the motivation for the game taking place, but like, I think the frog is along for the ride on this one, which is great. <laughs> like, fucking, what's the name? Is frog's name just like Fred? Or something. I think, so. yeah, I think it's something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. God, I feel, I feel like that might have been a tra like translation issue initially. It's like, what's this word here? Fred? And then later it's like, no, you dumb fuck. That was frog. It's a frog. <laughs> 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 yeah. Ah. You dumb 
fuck. See, I feel so, like it was one of those things. It's like, oh, we're gonna have Fred the Frogs. Like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. We'll fix it later. Yeah, and okay. then they never got around to fixing it later. It's like, yeah. yeah and then you're rescuing this frog, Fred. Oh damn it. Oh, yeah, still Fred. Frog Fred. Um, but yeah, no. The, I think Are we release this everywhere? <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. how expensive is it to recall the cartridges and edit that name? <laughs> I just came up with the best name for the frog. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry. The frog's name is Master. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> frogs along for the ride. Uh, and it sounds like they just, you know, took what worked in, you know, the updated, uh, like, Blaster Master Zero and just kind of, like, iterated upon it and made a fun new game. Like, here's some new levels with, uh, you know, some more, like, mechanics to make the game more playable. Uh, I still got to go back and finish Blaster Master Zero. It's, you know, because I was having fun with it, and it's actually playable, unlike the, uh, the original Blaster Master, which is one of those fucking, you know, butt-fucking ordeals of the game. Um... This one, I like the uh, the answer to the trivia question, the new mechanic that helps you recharge your energy. Do either of you know about this? No. I may have heard of it. Eating? No, if you drop from a great height, you begin charging energy on the way down, and when you land, oh. you can either like store it or release it. I guess kind of like Black Panther in his suit. And uh, yeah, it's just like a way to like, you know, it's like one... It doesn't really fuck you up if you fall from a great height. And two, well, actually, it can be of uh, strategic importance. So it's, uh, you know, I like it. I like when they think of things like that. Because, you know, I feel like originally playing like Blaster Master, some of those areas are so inscrutable and you're like trying to make these jumps with this tank and it's like you fall and then you got to fucking like do all this wall crawling and tank jumping and getting out of the tank and doing all this stuff. It's like, if you fall... Fucked, and I don't want to keep playing the game. <laughs> so <laughs> this one, they might have uh, taken a little mercy on it. So I like it. Um, I need to play. It's uh, it looks good. I'm glad that they're making more of these. It's, it's Blaster Master. It's classic. And you know, I like updates. We all need to know about the continuing adventures of Fred the Frog and uh, definitely his you know human tank driving friends. Uh, <laughs> uh, story's not important here. Point is that you travel around to different planets and you blast masters. Or mask blast... Wait, blast or master? You master blasting. You don't blast masters. You travel around and you master the blasting. It's the mastery of blastery. That's the whole point of the game. The dude from Road Warrior or something? Perhaps. <laughs> you know, I always wondered why like the guys that made blast, uh, Master Blaster didn't come after these guys. Like... Yeah, no, uh, you know, it's not a fucking, like, a martial arts movie at all, or, you know, whatever fucking Master Blaster was. It's Blaster Master, your tank. It's like, yeah, you still shouldn't use our name like that. <laughs> anyone know what I'm talking about? Has anybody seen Master Blaster? <laughs> I just know him from the, the uh, guy from Mad Max. Okay, Mas uh, I think Master Blaster, if I'm remembering correctly, is like a fucking Ronin that also travels around with, like, a little guy in his backpack, like, maybe a little baby or something that also helps him fight. Uh, you should look that shit up. It's yeah. that sounds amazing. Classic about Lone Wolf and Cup. No, no, I know Lone Wolf and Cup. Master Blaster is. Uh, I keep on worrying that I'm saying it wrong. Yeah, Master Blaster is a different thing. But yeah, I fucking love Lone Wolf and Cup. They should make a game featuring that and tanks. <laughs> so, uh, Lone Wolf and Tank. Um, but anyway, Blaster Master Zero Two looks dope, and I need to play it. But in the meantime, the tunes are fucking awesome. And we're moving on to the next game, man. One of you guys has to win this thing tonight. 
How you fellas feeling about that one? Decent. Good, good, good. So, this interdimensional adventure is the first game featuring its titular character to be released for its system. Jesse says Bloodstained, which is incorrect. And David is on the right track. He says Mario and Luigi Partners in Time. No, I gave you a little hint there in that trivia with Interdimensional Adventure. This is Super Paper Mario for the Wii. Aw, oh, shit. <laughs> well, and that's... um. Can you read that trivia again? This Interdimensional Adventure is the first game featuring its titular character to be released for its system. Damn it. Okay. 
See, first, I got confused. I thought you said, like, titular system. So I was oh. looking at, like, games that had, like, Switch or something in the title. My bad. I shouldn't have said tit system. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I just remember this being the first Mario game released for the Wii, and we were all hyped for that, right? Like, we got those Wiis, and we love our Wii sports, and where is Mario? <laughs> I remember this game being pretty fun, though. This game yeah, no, was I'm, fun. I, I enjoyed the hell out of this game. I'm not down on this game. I'm just saying, like, it, you know, it was not the uh, the first Mario game you expected for the Wii. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll rent that a couple of times. But, like, I could use a 3D Mario or maybe a little Mario Kart action. Where, uh, where are you at on that, my, uh, my Nintendo guys? But, I remember uh, a lot of people being pissed at this game because it wasn't. It was too Paper Mario for the Mario crowd, but it was too <laughs> Mario for the Paper Mario crowd. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was. Ugh. It was an action RPG. God yeah, forbid. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was an RPG with light platforming elements. Ew. <laughs> you know, nobody likes that. Um, no, I, I played it a little bit. I, you know, I was uh, I was working at Blockbuster at the time that this came out, and. Uh, you know, I uh, I rented it for free a couple of times, and uh, yeah, it, it was fun. I just I've never really gotten into a whole lot of these Mario RPGs, so you know, I feel bad about that because I know they're fun and bright, and you know, just I don't know the the Mario games that are most humor filled in the entire you know franchise. Um, so I'm trying to remember, uh, you know, what's the story here? There's uh, you can move between dimensions, obviously, 2D and 3D, and there's an evil Count Black. Yeah, I um, I mean, I don't want to get too far into it for spoilers, but I actually, I really enjoyed it. David, the, story. the game is over 10 years old. Go as deep as you want, my man. Yeah. Well, because there's, mm. if you insist. Balls deep. Um, well, because, yeah, like, you're trying to stop Count Black, who's, like, the main, like, evil villain, like, blah, blah, blah. And if I, it's been a while, but if I recall, he's not the, the end villain. Like, he eventually, he redeems himself, and, um, one of the other characters turns out to be the main villain. I definitely remember, I think her name was Mimi? She's kind of like a, a duplicate. Like, she can duplicate or, like, shapeshift. And I remember because she takes the form of like a, a cute little girl. And then in your boss fight, she like flips over and grows spider legs and turns into this horrendous monstrosity you have to fight. Gross. I remember that <laughs> fucking me up. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember the things I do remember. Uh, you know, I was going to say, if, there, if there's a fucking heel turn at some point in the game, my money's on this guy, Bowser. I don't know if you know this guy, but he's got a bit of a history with these Marios. And uh, they, uh, they don't get along all that often. They only uh, really work together in uh, Paper Mario and RPG games. <laughs> right. This is the game that introduced um, the mysterious Count L, the, like, evil dopper, doppelganger of Luigi, who is... Because, like, Luigi, Luigi gets, like, kidnapped and brainwashed by the villains, so he becomes... I think his name is Count L, and he's wearing, like, all black with a green cap and, like, a little domino mask. And Dope. he's, like... You know how um, Luigi has been portrayed as kind of this, like, bumbling coward and everything? Like, yes. Count L or Captain L, whatever his name is. I think Cal L? It might even be just Mr. He's, L. He's Superman. He's like, he will fuck you up. Like, he's just this super competent badass. And then, like, eventually you rescue him and he becomes Luigi and he joins your party. So, wait, somebody hypnotizes Luigi into competence and then you rescue him from it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. That's, can't have that. That's really funny. 
Um, yeah, uh, the only thing I, a guy I can remember is like some lummoxy enemy. I think his name was like O'Chunk. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah, there's there's Count Black, there's Mimi, there's Mr. L, Count L, whatever his name is. And then, yeah, there's like O-Chunks or O-Chucks, who's like, he's big. And I don't remember if they gave him like a stereotypical Irish accent, but yeah. I feel like they did because he's got like the giant red beard and he just like, right. he's like a brawler and just throws things everywhere. Yeah, no, I remember that guy. It's like, oh, that's that's kind of funny looking. Like he's, he's clearly made of paper, but... Uh, he also has a giant beard. Like, I like this guy. I'm okay with him. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah it's... This uh, game was fun. Like, as, as we're talking about it, it, more of it's coming back. And I remember the last chapter, you have to go into, like, basically hell. And everything <laughs> is, like, pitch black. And, like, it's, like, a super dark, gloomy world and everything. And it's, like, the afterlife. But they call it... It's... It's the underworld, and it's where you go after you fall in the pits and everything. So they call it underwear. Ah, <laughs> uh, I get it. Play the Mario. It's still a Mario game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I like it. And you know, don't you get like little fairies or something that give you your powers for the game, like pixies that? Uh, I yeah, feel like I. Get- you don't get like partners like you did in Paper Mario. You get these little like pixies and they can do different things. Like one of them is a bomb, so you can basically bomb anywhere. One of them is like a hovering platform, so you can use them to like cross gaps. Mm. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, this game had some cool shit, man. These are these are all like good ideas and like you know fun implemented implemented in fun ways. <laughs> that yeah, it looked good too. Yeah, it looked just great. like the main gimmick of the game where you're in like a 2D level and at any time you push a button and it turns into a 3D level was the coolest thing to me. Yeah, yeah that was no, and, you know, Even it's just something as simple as that. Like, here's World 1-1 and now press a button and you see it in the third dimension. It's like, whoa, hold up, man. So like, these pits are a little different than they look. Uh, you know, the blocks, maybe there's other blocks behind them that you've never noticed before. Like, it's uh, it, you know, like it's just one of those simple things that, like back then, just kind of blows your mind. Like, okay, yep, charming, and uh, you know, <laughs> it'd be even if they just made a Mario, like a Paper Mario RPG game set across, I don't know, just a selection of actual old Mario levels, like Mario Brothers, you know, Mario Brothers two, three, whatever, you know, and you could just. Flip them into that next dimension and be like, yeah, okay, this game is fucking worthwhile. Like, I, you know, I like doing this. <laughs> like, I, it was, I think it was one of like the first puzzles, but it always stuck out to me. Like, you're going through the world and you come to this giant pit that you can't jump across. But once you turn 3D, you realize like part of the background is this super tiny slender bridge. Yes. Like over the back that you have to like go across and yeah. then just switch back and everything's fine. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's just fucking creatively made and uh, creatively designed. I think it's cool. And it's got great tunes. Uh, yeah, I didn't fucking take down a composer on this one. so I was just about to ask if you knew who it was. Uh, shit. It's uh, not easily found on the uh, the page that I'm on. That's, uh, that's troubling to me. I'll have to edit that in and post. So thank you to the Atlanta Falcons for composing Super Paper Mario. <laughs> uh, no, it's Boy. a... It's uh, composed by Naoko Mitome, Chika Sekigawa, and 
Yasuhisha Baba. So I don't know who any of those people are, but they made a good soundtrack for this game. So uh, you know, I'm pretty uh, pretty happy with it. And uh, I've been meaning to use it on the show. Like I, I thought maybe by now David would use it on the show because uh, it's just I'm kind of surprised we hadn't used it. Yeah, it's yeah, you know, it's one of those ones that just kind of got forgotten. Like it, you know, it doesn't stick in your mind like the uh, like some of the later ones do. The Mario and Luigi games, the you know the handheld ones. It's just like, oh yeah. That was the first fucking Mario game on the Wii. Like, <laughs> I'd forgotten. So, yeah. Uh, you know, what a what a time, man. What a time. So, uh, that's two strikes, fellas. It's time to move on to our final game of the night. the audio files for this game is an unused remix of Jingle Bells. Given that one of the stages takes place in a Christmas-themed city, it's thought that that stage originally featured this music. This is a stupid dope mix. (laughs) 
How you guys feel? I'm feeling upset. Uh, iffy. Oh, well, let's see some answers. Jesse says, no more Heroes 2, which is incorrect. David has the correct answer. This is Street Fighter 3. That's why I'm upset, because I have been waiting to use this game myself. <laughs> Specifically, this is Street Fighter 3, Third Strike for the Dreamcast. Because oh. it's um, Sean's stage that's at Christmas time, isn't it? Yes. Sean, the Brazilian guy? Who's trained by Ken, but fights in Christmas, New York? Ooh. Uh, yeah, Street Fighter 3 was a weird game. <laughs> I'd, I'd watch that Home Alone. <laughs> One Brazilian man fighting off two two robbers. Not really as captivating as the, uh, as the like a kid doing it, but hey, probably pretty good. Um, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's Street Fighter Three, the most beloved game in the Street Fighter series by far. Like everybody loves Street Fighter Three, right? Oh yeah, it kicks two's ass. See, agreed. <laughs> Never played it. Street Fighter 3 is weird because it's technically like the best. And when I say technical, I don't mean like some semantic bullshit. I mean like on a like mechanical level, like it's possibly the best Street Fighter game ever. So the like hardcore tournament scene loves this game. But it's not very beginner-friendly, so right. most people really don't care about this game. So, like, it is and isn't a beloved Street Fighter game. Hmm. That's complicated. <laughs> uh, I feel like it, uh, you know, it, it did a lot for the series. I mean, it, it, it added a lot of stuff. Like you said, it's not user-friendly at all. It's got, you know, fucking, like, super arts and EX specials and... Uh, parries, parry attacks, and high jumps, and you know all kinds of crazy shit. And then when it first came out, it <laughs> the only two characters that carried over from the original series were Ryu and Ken. <laughs> and then here's ten new characters. <laughs> like, uh -oh. if, and, and if <laughs> wow. I remember correctly, I want to say like when they were developing this game, they wanted to have a completely original cast and include none of the characters. Yeah, and that would have gone like, real fucking good. Eventually, one of the executives was like, no, put Ryu and Ken. Like, <laughs> somebody has to be in this game. For the love of God. <laughs> God, I wish they didn't do that. I wish it was all new. It was, I want to say it was in, like, Second Impact that they put Chun-Li, and then in Third Strike they added, like, one more uh, character. Yeah, I, I believe it's flipped. In uh, Second Impact they added Akuma. And then in uh, that's right, third strike got Chen Li. Yes, so yeah, it's uh, it's like all right, fine. I guess the other Street Fighter characters are still a thing, so I don't know, throw them in. But uh, yeah, in, in addition to that, I mean, you know, third strike also got the beloved characters of uh, Remy and Q. Don't we all love Q? I do. I do kind of love Q just because of how odd he is. Yeah, I mean, all the, the characters were fucking weird. Yeah, but like the fucking the weapons developer from the James Bond series showing up in Street Fighter Three, old man, you know, like Q, like that. It's just, it's a bizarre crossover. I can't believe they did that. Yeah, like I thought it was a dude from Star Trek. It might have been him. I was <laughs> gonna say I. I feel like it, it very much could have been Q from Star Trek, but he wanted to mask himself, so he gave himself a steel mask and a trench coat. Mm. 
So, yeah, David, you know who this character actually is. He's some man in a mask with a trench coat, so he's like some fucked up flasher guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I know it's it's weird because, if I remember correctly, he's kind of like the tank. Like, he's very slow, but he hits like a truck. And I want to say one of his special moves is he just straight up, like, leans back and kicks you. Just like kicking open the door. He just nice. fucking wrecks you. Oh, I love a good door kick. A good Sparta kick. A good Ganondorf kick. <laughs> yeah, you got me wondering, because have you ever met somebody in a trench coat and they wound up not being a pervert? Like, I never see people just regularly wear trench coats. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know if it's a sign of the times or just, like, the climate that we live in, but, like, nobody in Florida wears trench coats. It just doesn't come up. Mm. So, David, you, pro- you probably see some people walking around in trench coats, right? Um, not currently. Well, but eventually, summer. like, yeah. <laughs> uh, come, like, late fall. Yeah, they're, they're worn. And they're the always Midwest. perverts, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to generalize and say always, but yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll go ahead and make a broad blanket statement. A big trench coating statement. Um, yeah. Uh, but also, besides the you know trench coat uh, robot pervert, uh, the third strike also added Makoto, who is cool. Um, yeah, she's, uh, she's a little karate girl, and she like, gets angry and you know, can get super strong and stuff. So, uh, yeah. Pretty sweet. And then uh, there's all the other fucking wacky characters from this, like the Yang and Young and uh, the guy in the fucking like, mankini and... Uh, What's it? Ibuki's in it. Um, fucking, I think this is the first one with Hugo. Okay, um, it wasn't Third Strike. She was actually in the first one. This is the game that introduced uh, Elena, the opposite Balrog. Because she's the, like, African warrior woman who doesn't punch. She only kicks. Oh, okay. Yeah, she, uh, she's in, like, the skimpy bikini and does, like, capoeira, right? Yeah. Yeah. At least I'm I'm pretty, I know she mostly kicks. I don't know if she only kicks, but I believe she only kicks. It's it's tricky to kick in capoeira. It's very breakdance fighting. uh, Yeah. This game also added my man Dudley. Uh, oh, Dudley. Dudley is one dandy motherfucker. I love this guy. Uh, you know, David, you, you got to be a... You're a Dudley stan, aren't you? You, uh, you? you dig on this cat, don't you? Yeah, I like Dudley. Yeah. I like the fact that one of his taunts is throwing a rose, and mm-hmm. it will hit you. Yes. He is quite English. I love it. Uh, you know what his backstory is for the game? Like, what his motivation is in Street Fighter 3? I was going to say, isn't it something like he's an antique car collector and, like, someone steals his car or wrecks one of his cars so he has to, like, earn the money to replace his car? Yes, I believe uh, the main villain of the game steals his grandfather's antique car and Dudley has to fight his way through the game to get back, like, an Aston Martin. And it's like, seriously? <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's what you got? <laughs> you well, and that's, that's no other motivation for this dandy man. Like, the villain straight up stole his car. Like, this villain who's, like, some fire and ice monster guy also steals cars. <laughs> well, and that's what I love. It's, like, so much of the Street Fighter series gets into, like, Shadaloo and genetic experiments and, like, plans to conquer the world. And then eventually there's one that's like, no, motherfucker stole my car. I want that back. I'm gonna fuck him up. Yeah. I don't care who I gotta fight on the way. I'm gonna beat all your asses. In the most in the most positive, genteel way. Yeah. Throwing roses, I don't know, spilling tea on people. 
and boxing with it. Um, but yeah, man, you know, I like the characters in this. I'm glad they've uh, they've all shown up, you know, in future entries in the series. Because I was worried when this game was not popular that people would just not want the characters to show up in the rest of the series. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. They're adding all these cool new characters to Super Street Fighter 4. Ooh, Dudley. Ooh, this. Yeah, and then uh, Street Fighter 5 got Alex. Tatsunoko vs. Capcom got Alex. Like, you know, say, it took a while for Alex to come back, but I was happy because. I love me some Alex. A little bit of Alex goes a long way. That's the I think that's the general understanding. Like we can't just have this guy everywhere. He's too goddamn dope. Look at him. It's yeah. like New York street brawler who's basically like grappler light. Yeah. Mm-mm. Can't have that guy in every game. He'll be the best. But uh, yeah, man. What a fucking game. I what also a- love that um, when they brought in Hugo because they certain characters had like um, unique introductory screens and everything um and hugo and alex were straight up andre the giant and hulk hogan like stare down and then bounce chests off each other okay well i greatly like that (laughs) uh i guess you know man is hulk hogan uncancelled because of how much i like alex no No. because i mean alex is (laughs) alex is not hulk hogan hulk hogan like no no Alex, okay. though, is cool. And if cool. he does things that are... If he does positive things that are Hulk Hogan-esque, we can approve that. Right. God, I can't wait till Alex's sex tape comes out and destroys a website. It's gonna be fucked up, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you also gonna do Bubba's The Slot Sponge's Wife? Yeah. <laughs> who's, the, uh, who's the Street Fighter Universe Bubba the Love Sponge that lets... Alex, fuck his wife. <laughs> E-Honda? There it is. Yeah. Oh, God. Fucking. E-Honda the love sponge? <laughs> Honda the love sponge. <laughs> you and the Honda army. Oh, God. E the, e the love sticker on your truck. E the love Honda. <laughs> <Yeah>. Ew. <laughs> I don't like any of this. <laughs> uh, whole thing makes me Or Rufus. Actually, no, it's Rufus. Yeah, yeah Rufus. <laughs> Rufus the love. Rufus sponge. the love sponge. <laughs> there we go. Oh uh, man! Yeah. Episode title. Yep. <laughs> and or shirt. Yeah. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> like Alex and Rufus's wife. Um, <laughs> anyway, what what a fucking game! What a disgusting note to end on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As crazy it is as it is, Johnny, I think it's time. To start once again the calculating computer. <laughs> calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Beeps. Scoring complete. This game's winner is. David Fleming. Unbelievable. <laughs> I now don't I am so it. upset that I did not record a special victory song because I was going to, and then I thought, oh, but if I lose, it'll be very embarrassing for me. So I'm not. Shut up! Yeah. <laughs> what do you know about embarrassment? <laughs> so um, look forward to that in the podcast version of this episode. Oh goodness! Um, yeah, David successfully cashed in the money in the bank he uh you know he seized the opportunity he saw a very tired jesse who had just gone through a great back and forth match with me 
emerging victorious and ran in and cashed in and David Fleming is the champion of August Absurdity 4 so congratulations David it's a three time champion three time fucking champion man. You know, David truly is the Roman Reigns of this fucking podcast he just keeps on winning the championships no one wants to see it happen but it just keeps <laughs> happening <laughs> am I the only not David to win August Absurdity Yes, John, you're like goddamn, I don't know, Jack Swagger just showing up and Oh god. I'm trying you know, Jesse, you need okay, yeah, give me a better wrestler reference. Is John the Miz? Um hmm. I would say he's more of like uh damn, what's his name? Oh shit, no way Jose. Okay. Uh I like it. Like he he comes in, does a dance, then he gets, you know, beaten. And then he does a dance back home. Yep. But he won at some point. So, <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, no. Uh, I'm more I'm, like the I'm, John I'm, Daly. <laughs> Total wrestler, John Daly. I'm, I'm not 100% confident in this because it's not exactly my wheelhouse. But is it safe to say that I am the New England Patriots of Game That Tune? <laughs> Jesus Christ, David. You don't want that kind of heat. You yeah, Are you, you kidding? That. Whoa. Yeah. You know how fucked up they are? (laughs) I just mean it's like, keep winning, but people are always pissed about it. Yeah, and you cheat and get fucking hand jobs, and you're a hardcore Trumper. So, yeah, that's you, man. You are now the New England Patriots of Game Congratulations. Congratulations. That's your characterization. David's been been deflating the tunes. (laughs) You open mouth kiss your 10-year-old son. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm starting to seriously regret this because I haven't paid attention to football news within the last, like, six years. Yep. You uh, use a bunch of questionable healing methods. You're trying to separate the team and get them all to subscribe to your fucked up diet. This is actually might be a Sith Lord. We're not sure. So so really what I'm hearing is I'm essentially like the um, Roman Reigns of Game Net 2. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's... you shouldn't have fucked with the Patriots stuff, because now I want to do that. But yeah, the Roman Reigns <laughs> thing is much less offensive. It's just the guy that keeps winning at the insistence of like the uh, the WWE brass. And no He's one act- a lot better lately. He, he is getting better, but it's like too far into his run for him to be any good. It's like now we're done with him. Like <laughs> moving but on. But he beat cancer. He did, and you know uh, they didn't televise the match, but uh, you know that must have <laughs> must have happened in a house show somewhere. <laughs> He hooked up to a chemo machine like in the middle of the ring. So he beat cancer, similar to how I beat getting hit by a car. See, yep. Roman Reigns, David Fleming, basically the same person. Uh, crap, David with the ultimate heel turn tonight. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> making making cancer jokes and, <laughs> and saying he's the Patriots and then <sighs> cashing in on an exhausted oh, person man. to win. Well, it's kind of like an asteroid. Trying to recruit us for a multi-level marketing scheme. You know, if if someone mysterious whose initials are John Patrick Regan Jr. didn't hire a car to hit me, maybe we wouldn't be in this situation. It's true. It's true. Yeah, that car definitely shouldn't have given you the money in the bank briefcase when it hit you. That was a big mistake. (laughs) What the fuck was that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just I uh, insisted that it didn't have to go to the truck. He could just ride on the top of the car. It'd be fine. I didn't anticipate the bump from hitting David. Yep. Got knocked off. 
Anyway, excellent show. David, do you want to give a further speech, or you find being the uh, the Roman Reigns, the guy who's a champion but can't work a crowd? Um, actually, I feel like that's a perfect description. Yeah, yes, um, man. You're not good in the, you're not good at in ring uh, mic work, but uh, yeah, you got some athleticism to you. So uh, I just I I do want to say um, it was a very interesting August absurdity this year. Um. Between you know, John deciding to re- or Johnny deciding to reschedule matches and insisting on his kingly authority to that mysterious car striking me to some really good matches, um, and I I have to give a lot of credit and a lot of props to Jesse. Um, I am not gonna sit here and talk about how I stomped all over you and was the best. Like no, that final round was hard. And I barely squeaked by it. Like, you are a hell of a combatant. And I think it's important that we remember Jesse was our first absurd king. So, props to him. Indeed. Wait. You won April. No, abs- I wasn't. You won April absurdity. <laughs> oh, April. That's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> that thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> the one we did once. <laughs> yeah. So, it's time to bring back even more absurdity. So, you know, look forward to... Uh, I don't know, the return of holiday absurdity or something like that. Coming up, uh, at some point I gave that too. <laughs> October <Yeah>. absurdity. <laughs> yeah. Christmas chaos. Exactly. Uh, That's good shit, damn it. Yeah, that February. good November nonsense. February. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah. February absurdity. <laughs> no, I still like. I still love our holiday absurdity, where it's just absurdity with H in parentheses in front of it. Yes. But anyway, thank you everybody for listening. What a fucking month it's been. What a fantastic show, uh, fantastic series of shows. Um, you know, thank you uh, everybody who's been watching along live with us. We're live every Wednesday night, YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. We appreciate you guys joining along, chatting along with us. Head up our Discord server. You can find the link at gamenetune.com. Thank you to everybody listening in podcast form. Our podcasts come out on Wednesday mornings. They're available wherever you want your podcast. Just look for us. Find it. Listen to it. Love it. And uh, you know, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thanks to everybody checking out Patreon.com slash Game That Tune. It is the home for awesome exclusives. It's the uh, you know home for GTT Gems, the uh, 302010 of video game music. It's the home for Jesse's Covered Up series, uh, occasional mixtapes, behind-the-scenes nonsense, uh, you know, access to our phone number to leave voicemails for the show. All kinds of fun stuff going on over there at Patreon. So, uh, you know, we really appreciate you guys checking us out there. Special thanks to the super fan tier producers, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky. You know, uh, what a great bunch of guys. And uh, thank you to uh, Dell for our request tonight. He hit us up, I guess, in the Discord server. So hit us up there with your request. Hit us up, GameThatTune at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at GameThatTune. Hit us up individually on Twitter. I am on Twitter at jgangsta187. You can find John Regan on Twitter at jpregan.jr. You can find Jesse Moore on Twitter at sega underscore legend. And you can find David Fleming, Mr. Money in the Bank, our August Absurdity Champion, on Twitter at DFD Fleming. David, you get to pick uh, the theme for the next show. And uh, what do you got in mind, my man? Well, you know, this August Absurdity was a lot of fun, and it's always a pleasure to do. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who has been listening and tuning in for that. So I'm going to do something for you. It is my kingly proclamation. Uh, The next episode is an all-fan request episode, so 
give us your songs. Fantastic, man. I love that. I love a fan request episode because it makes less work for Johnny. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. All right, David, you've got the August Absurdity bonus tunes. Take us home, son. So I wasn't sure if I was going to win, so I didn't want to have anything too bad. But I did want to go out with a champion song. So this is one of my favorite champion songs. It's the Versus Victory from Dr. Mario. Fantastic, man. What a month. Thank you, everybody, again for listening. Peace out, everybody. Wrestling is copyright 1987, Nintendo of America Incorporated. Demon's Crest is copyright 1993, Capcom Company Limited. Dokapon Kingdom is copyright 2008, Atlas Company Limited. Bendy and the Ink Machine is copyright 2017, Kindly Beast and Rooster Teeth Games. WWF Royal Rumble is copyright 1993, Sculptured Software and Acclaim Entertainment. Blaster Master Zero Two is copyright 2019, NT Creates. Super Paper Mario is copyright 2008, Nintendo of America Incorporated. Street Fighter III Third Strike is copyright 1999, Capcom Company Limited. Can't even unite over the death of a pedophile. <laughs> Gets all the way down to the crack. I'm gonna go fill my water. No, no, we're about to go. <laughs> I, I just clicked the button when he said it. Ah, we're we're online now. Oh shit! So uh, we had some technical difficulties, and uh, but we are back and. Uh, my opponent has left, so we're going to count out. Uh, start counting, Johnny. Count, count. Ten. Nine. nine yes, yes. Eight. eight yes, yes. Seven, seven. Yes. Six. Yes. Oh, shit. Five. five four. Oh. Three. Uh, you, you almost two. missed the count out. John, are you back? Uh, oh, he's one. back in. Ah, okay. I was going to win. I would have won by you, default. You left, so we had to do a count out. Default. Default. Somebody just mentioned in the Discord stream again. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, that's just just two words. If we're not online, what does it matter? Because this is still going in the podcast version, damn it. There are podcast listeners, not just live listeners. I care about you, podcast listeners. You hear that? David sends his love to you. I appreciate you, and I value you every time. Not just one show. This is the August Absurdity Finals. This is who's going to wear the crown. Stop driving cars into things, you dick. You know, a lot of this is being edited out, but I like I like it. I don't care. <laughs> also, I really hope the little, like, after credits thing is just the, I'm editing a lot of this out. As long as we know I'm committed to this bit. Johnny, there's only so much I can stretch for you. Don't take that out of context. Uh, okay. Uh, too late. Mainly because I don't need to stretch hardly at all for you. Okay, David. <laughs>